Before we get started, I need to thank two new Patreon patrons. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Elsie, for going to patreon.com slash originalcastpod and becoming patrons of the original cast. I hope you enjoy being a patron. I hope you all enjoy all the perks that come with being a patron, like access to our bonus monthly podcast, The Original Cast at the Movies. This year is the year of sequels and biopics. Our most recent episode is Lady Sings the Blues, the Diana Ross starring vehicle about the life of Billie Holiday. Kind of. You should you should listen to the episode. And watch the movie. It's free on YouTube. Check it out. So go to patreon.com slash originalcastpod to become a patron of the original cast, gain access to the original cast of the movies, and all the other perks that come with the various tiers. I'd like to thank Jen, and I'd like to thank Elsie one more time for being such wonderful people for going to patreon.com slash originalcastpod. Have I said it enough now? I think I have. Patreon.com slash originalcastpod. All right. Here's the show. I'm sorry. We're going on so long, but obviously... Like, no, it's, that's, yeah, I, it's, I, that's I, worth I, it. I love this, uh, and it's a double up. Yes, yes, that's true. Whenever my world falls apart, I never lose hope or lose heart. Whatever the form of the storm that may brew, not with you to lean on, darlings, you. Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. My guest today is the National Theater and Dance Editor and Chief Theater Critic at Time Out New York, and he is the President of the New York Drama Critics Circle. It's Adam Feldman, everybody! Hello, it is I, Adam Feldman. I am the people who love them. <laughs> I, am, I am the target audience for this podcast. There it is. That's what we need. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for, for joining us, for responding to my tweet and, thank you. and hopping Thank you along. for inviting me. I am yeah. so happy to, to get a chance to meet you and after having followed you on Twitter for, for so long and enjoyed your articles in Time Out and uh, your reviews. And um, you are here tonight to talk about... Evita! Don't cry for me, Argentina The truth is I never left you all through my wild days, my mad existence, I kept my promise. Don't keep your distance. But not just any of you. But let's be specific because there are multiple. There are many, yes, and we've we've sort of covered all of them in one episode. But this is a our only our first deep dive into the show itself. So which version it took did me you a choose? lot of discipline not to listen to that episode. I'm going to tell oh. you, I saw it on the list, and I was like, I can't, I can't listen to it because then I, I will repeat things, and I won't, or I won't repeat things that I should be saying because I'm worried about sounding like I'm repeating. So I'm going in blind, and I, if you listen to that episode out there in podcast land, and I repeat everything that Billy said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, you can't repeat everything because we talked about nine different versions of my <laughs> cast album. Whew. Or whatever here, it was. Here we will be talking about the best one. The the American premiere recording of Evita with yes. Patty Lapone and uh, and Mandy Patinkin. Um and uh, I'm excited for you after you we do this to go for you to go listen to that episode and find out which one <laughs> we thought was the best uh, which was the best one. Yeah, the there answer, is only one the answer is this one. There, I the mean, answer will not surprise one. you. Let me just let me just say the answer will okay. not surprise you. All right. I don't want no spoilers, but no I spoilers, but you will yeah. yeah. Um but so I will start as I start uh, every episode and ask you, how did Evita come into your life? So when I was a child, there were a thing that still existed called albums. 
cast albums (laughs) and uh my parents had a lot of cast albums on vinyl and i was the youngest child and so some somehow either through my parents or through my older siblings we had accumulated some a a little sort of subsection of our recording area was uh was broadway cast albums Mm -hmm. and some musical soundtracks uh but I was drawn to cast albums because I was a little gay boy in the 80s and I uh, loved these things. I, I, there were a few that I had seen at summer camp or in local community theater productions and I had fallen for them, but mainly my exposure was through these cast recordings. And I think that's true of a lot of people, certainly in my generation and still. Oh yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm in my forties. I grew up in the time when YouTube wasn't available, video was barely available. Uh, it was really an original cast recording era. And so you knew these shows almost exclusively through these recordings. And m- many of my favorites were things like, you know, uh, Fiddler on the Roof or Cabaret or, you know, sort of old school musicals that my parents had bought. So by my standards, Evita was a fairly modern show mm-hmm. at the time, you know, cause it was recorded in what, 1979. Yeah. And uh, I was infatuated with it. I would listen to, especially the big Patty and Mandy songs, of course. We'll get to that, but those are sure. the highlights of the score. And they were certainly yes. the highlights of my juvenile listening experience. I mean, it is such a dynamic recording. I mean, specifically those two performers, but the whole thing has this tremendous energy yeah no it's absolutely thrilling and and this is not a dig on those other shows that i mentioned but they're singing in a different way and Mm -hmm. you know it's orchestrated in a different way and so these uh, having grown up on these kind of uh 1960s 1950s cast recordings of classic broadway shows this one sounded so different it sounded so much closer to the music that i was hearing on the radio uh and it certainly didn't sound exactly like that of course it was still musical theater it was still orchestral you know orchestral and whatnot uh and it was sung in a different way but it sounded more modern and they were and they're singing the hell out of it oh I mean, yeah patty is and mandy are hitting these really high dramatic notes that are really thrilling and nobody really does that on fiddler or cabaret you know um it, it still isn't done all that often to this level, they really feel like they're leaving it all on the floor in a way that I, you know, you don't hear it. Like I think Sweeney Todd is kind of the same way in that album. There's a few albums that are like that, where you really feel like they're, they're really getting into the full emotion yes, of it. And the full emotion also not for nothing, but the full emotion in this musical and in their performances is mostly, is mostly anger. Yes. <laughs> and so, yes. you know, as a child, uh, you know, with, you know, sort of beginning to work through my, my anger, you know, my adolescent anger issues and whatnot, you know, there's so much fury in these performances in, in mm-hmm. different ways in both of their performances. And it pops out of the recording. Oh, and yeah. it gives it an edge for me that none of the other recordings of Evita have, much less a lot of other musicals. You know, um, what makes this one really work, in addition to just the fact that Mandy and Patty are two of the best musical theater performers of all time with some of the most exciting vocals, uh, but they also uh, are so, they're playing against the grain of the possible sentimentalization of fascism in the musical. Mm -hmm. And, that's something that I feel like a lot of the other recordings 
don't avoid as successfully. And that may or may not be intentional, or it may just be the way that Patty sounds in 1979, uh, or now, <laughs> it may mm-hmm. just be sort of the, uh, the power and kind of uh, destructive negative force that she can embody. Uh, but also her lack of softness, she, she has moments, we'll get to them in the, in yeah. the album, and they're very affecting, but uh, her hard edge helps cut through the potential, uh, you know, uh, oh, poor Ava, because she was, you know, if you talk to some people in Argentina, they have, she has a very, Ava Perón has a very complicated legacy, mm. but, you know, she was ultimately the first lady of a quite brutal quasi-fascist yeah. dictatorship. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, uh, how would we respond to a musical about Ava Braun? Obviously, Perón is not Hitler, but uh, the, the... No, but he was a fan, you know, like... Right, he wasn't... <laughs> right. Sort of, you know, this, he looked at that and said, see, that's how you get it done. You know, so, like... <laughs> oh, right. And so they yeah. wink at that and they joke about that a little bit in the musical. Um, but it, it does flirt with glamorizing fascism. Uh, it's certainly fascinated with fascism. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, uh, I think that the edge of the production and of these performances helps keep you at a distance from that material. And I think that Tim Rice's writing is intended to have a distance from the material. We don't really hear much about, the, you know, it doesn't try to suck us into the, uh, to believing their bill of goods that they're selling. And in fact, a lot of it, and we'll get into this if we ever get to actually going to the album. I'm so we'll sorry. get there. We'll get you there. Know, but, you know, but a lot of it is about demystifying that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, to, to some extent, Jesus Christ Superstar was sort of like, here's religion and it's show business. And this mm-hmm. was the, 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 the more developed sequel of that, which is here's politics and it's show business. Right. I mean, and it really is all about that. She gives her big speech, don't cry for me, Argentina. And then she turns right around and we and she drops the mask and we see that it was all an act. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she's an actress. She refers to herself as an actress. It's a big trope in the show. Well, and I, even right after she sings that song, I mean, what's great that it's on the album is that the the one anonymous, you know, guy general says, Just listen to that, the voice of Argentina. We are adored, we are Right, but that's what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm entertaining <laughs> yeah. peasants, and I think that's enough. And, you know, that's sort yeah, of her challenge, um, which is so interesting. <laughs> but, you know, there's a, I think there's a key line or a key exchange in the text, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is a pun. Tim Rice is a big fan of puns. Yes, yes, he is. And he makes a good one in the middle of this, which is when, when Ava meets Juan Perón at the charity concert. But when you act, the things you do affect us all. But when you act, you take us away from the squalor of the real world. Are you here on your own? Yes. When he acts, he's taking action. And when she acts, she's pretending. Right. But the, the show conflates those two mm-hmm. uh, very much. You know, it's about how it's hard to separate those two things. And so I think it, 
it means to do that. And the problem is that, that because the melodies are so lush and because the uh, excitement of the crowd scenes is so involving, uh, there's a danger that you won't pick up on what it's trying to do, mm -hmm. which is critique that. Um, and you'll just come away being moved by the story of this woman who reached a certain height and then died tragically Yeah. It starts off pretty slow. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a confusing initial sequence and then there's a whole section where people are singing in Latin and, uh, and then, you know, Che comes on and, and, and first, no, oh, What a Circus is a good number. Yes. And it's, it's the same, you know, ironically, it's the same melody as, uh, as Don't Cry From Argentina. Oh, what a circus, oh, what a show. Argentina has gone to town. Over the death of an actress called Eva Perón We've all gone crazy Morning all day and morning all night Falling over ourselves to get all of the misery right But, but, it, but Che is this sort of, uh, and Mandy really delivers on this, this it kind of has an angry adolescent energy to it. Oh, yeah. All like sneering resentful mocking um and uh we've just seen all these people rending their garments you know and he comes in and cuts through it and says you are fools and idiots mm -hmm. but but he's so emphatic about it and young mandy is so emphatic about it that it kind of works a little bit against mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah. you're like, who are you to, i mean he says like who am i to say this but you're also as an audience member it's true it's yeah. like who are you we don't know you and, well, and it's a funeral I mean, it's it is, it's that great thing of just like contextually, even in, in, a, in an age of, of sort of, you know, upended civility uh, that we, that we live in. I think we, we, pretty much everyone can agree that you just, at a funeral, you just shut up. You can do it, we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. We'll do it. Like, we'll figure it out. But a like funeral a Twitter, is very Give it a couple of days on Twitter. Yeah, before. right. You'll get there. And yeah. it, it is really funny that he's just sort of the, literally the only person not participating in the funeral. Right. Um, and it really uh, establishes him from the jump as somebody who's on the outside, somebody who's energetic, but also somebody who maybe we can't 100% trust. Not 100%, someone who yeah. might be a little excessive in his feelings. And of course, Che Guevara did go on to become, you know. Yeah, to become uh, his own problem. His yes, own exactly. problem. <laughs> uh, and, and met his own bad end at an early age. And yes. Uh, uh, so that's not unpresent in this first presentation of, of Che for me. Um, and then, uh, but that's still, that's an exciting way to get us into the show. And then we go back to, you know, Yunin. Mm -hmm. Yes, the town of Yunin, yes. Right, uh, and uh, we have the tango singer, uh, Magaldi. On this night of a thousand stars, let me take you to heaven's door Where the music of love's guitars Plays forevermore Mark, Mark Sires, who, who died yes. sadly uh, yes. shortly after this recording. Yes, yes, uh, that's very true. But who was in the original cast of Pacific Overtures and, and other things. Uh, you stole my tidbit, very good. He's <laughs> <laughs> bringing Zah's request Braving snow with letter to protest. Since we know you're trading with the West, 
You might at least don't touch the coat. Start looking east or closer west. Well, farther north are we the fourth. I feel depressed. Don't touch the coat. And then there's a fun confrontation between Ava. But so Ava makes her first appearance. Patty makes her first real appearance on the album. And uh, she's singing. If you listen to it, like she, she's clearly trying to sound a little lighter and younger. Yes. So there's a, there's a marginal effort <laughs> to make her sound. <laughs> right. Um, and <laughs> you can hear the effort being made, but it is abandoned almost as soon. Almost instantaneous. As, yeah. as, uh, as it appears, because the song turns so quickly. Uh, and, um, and she, as soon as, uh, as soon as he mentions the middle classes, Oh, she, man. He drops the mask right yeah. then. If you are rich or middle class, People of Buenos Aires, I welcome the chance to shine in this city. Do all your one night stands give you this trouble? But what's interesting about that, so first of all, it's very high, it's furious, mm-hmm. but also it's imperious, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's screw them. Not they will never accept me and I will never, and they will never, but, but it's not they will never accept me, but they will never deny me anything again. Right. And screw the middle classes. I will never accept them. Right. From the beginning, from yeah. when she's 15. But the only determining quality of, of her in this early sequence, and we'll see this throughout the show, is ambition, is mm-hmm. driving need ambition. And Magaldi says so, but also it's there in the music. It's just like, Mm-hmm. And then it goes right into the song Buenos Aires. It's like, bum, 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 bum. it's a drive, 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 drive. Uh, there's a lot of bad lyrics in this part of the show. This, this is, for me, this yeah. is the worst. This is the worst written part of the lyrics. Yeah, I want to spend a few minutes on Buenos Aires because I, it is so is held up, you know, as as a sort of very paragon song. It's a show-stopping it's a, number. You know, it's a show-stopping number. It's a vamp. Yeah. It is, uh, lyrically, it is garbage. It's a disaster. It's an <laughs> absolute. I will say that as a kid listening to this show, um, it even starts right before that when she says, "I want to be a part of BA Buenos Aires." Right. So that's terrible. That's awful. Like, and even as a kid, I was so confused by what she was talking about. And right, and but, also, but, I, but you're like, okay, puns. whatever, you know, yeah. Puns, but they're puns in English. Right. I mean, and ostensibly everyone is, and and this is the weird thing about the show because I mean, uh, you know, it's set in Argentina, but no, there's no Spanish in the show. There's a little bit of Spanish at the, at the beginning in the, in the movie theater. Right. And then we don't hear it again for the rest of us. We hear more Latin than we hear Spanish in the show. And, and everyone is, is, is singing with a neutral American accent, except for Juan Peron, who has a thick Latin American accent. What I I have because you've listened to more than just this version of this of this mm. show, and I, this yeah. is something I've wondered: is that why? Why did that become a bit? 
because Joss Ackland does it on the London cast recording. Michael Cerverus does it in the Broadway revival recording. It's just like something that, that the Perone has to have an accent. Perone has to have an accent. Nobody else does. Now, yeah, Broadway, he, because he's more think, sense. Because yeah, but he's but he's heavy. Uh, he's the heavy, and I think yeah. that uh, it, it others him in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes him the stolid villain. Yeah. Um, and uh, it makes him a little. I mean, we, we're given, again, almost nothing. Now, let me just say before, I, I know we keep on and off track, but this is, again, a, a musical that has almost no characterization. There mm-hmm. are Ava and Che, and there's to some extent Perone because he sings a lot, but he has almost not, we learn nothing about him, yeah, including about his political positions, really. Uh, and then there are these two very minor characters who appear early in the show and disappear forever. Magaldi and Perone's first mistress. Right, gets, she doesn't even have a name. <laughs> no, right, she's mistress. She's mistress. We'll get back to that. Uh, but yeah. uh, but then they disappear. So there's three characters in this show. Right. And 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 and, and uh, uh, undifferentiated masses. You know? Yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, what we learn about them becomes important, and we're and they're defined almost exclusively uh, on the basis of one or two characteristics. Uh, yes. And, and Ava's is uh, resentment and ambition and, and, uh, and practicality. You know, those are the things that define her throughout the show. And, and so uh, she, uh, she the, the, the pattiness of the patty performance really clicks into gear uh, early on when she hits that first screw the middle classes mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. no one else is as angry in this part. Uh, no one else is as resentful, as negative, as entitled. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, uh, everyone else plays it. When you see Madonna play it or, or, or and even the, the, the recordings, the Elaine Page and the and Julie Covington recordings that, mm-hmm. that preceded this one, you can tell that they're still sort of, they think that she's like a girl doing the best that she can. Like Madonna clearly identified with Ava. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, she's like, this is my story. People think I'm just a ambitious slut, but right. uh, really I'm a soulful person. And uh, that's, uh, that part of me deserves to be seen on stage, all the sacrifice on, on screen. Uh, and with Patty, you get very little sense of that. Uh, there are moments when it pops through and those moments are all the more affecting for their <laughs> rarity. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, but mostly it's a, it's a furious performance. It's furiously needy. It's furiously angry. Um, any chance that she gets to turn on people, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, uh, but your despicable class is dead. Oh yeah, back. And it is she's the only one who never feels concerned with whether the audience likes her or not. Mm-hmm. She is. That's what I mean. That's yeah, what I mean. she she just doesn't care. It's which is very fits the character tremendously well because well, it, like it's the show. Yeah, it it because really the show doesn't necessarily want you to like her. It just no. doesn't know that it doesn't want you to like her. <laughs> I mean, it and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem with the uh, with the movie ultimately. And then the song, You Must Love Me, which obviously is in the middle of act two, towards the end right. of act two, which is so counter to the the Ava Perone of the show up to that point, 
to suddenly have this like sad little meek song. You can't right. imagine and, Patty singing and, that song. No, not at all. And 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 I and to, in in Tim Rice's defense, I think that there is. An, again, a bit of a pun at play there, but it's just not developed in the song and certainly not mm -hmm. musically. But I think there is a bit of a pun on the, uh, you must love me, mm -hmm. like you have no choice but to right. love me. I enforce your love of me. Yeah. Uh, not like, you know, oh, I guess you love me, yes. which is the other meaning of it. Uh, right. So it's clever to an extent, but it doesn't, it doesn't really follow through on the possibilities of that word. Well, play. and again, it's very English. Like that's a very English piece of wordplay. Madonna's American and it doesn't, the whole movie's American really, even though I know Alan Parker directed it. Like it has a very Hollywood kind of shine and to it's, it. It's sentimental, but let's get back to yeah. the, I want to be a part of B.A. Buenos Aires, <laughs> which is a terrible lyric. Oh, it's awful. Uh, and, uh, and then it also, the B.A. Buenos Aires, and then she says, Big Apple, Big Apple, right? which is not which is not Buenos Aires. Not Buenos Aires. You know, it's not what that means. It's not what it means. Uh, so he just wants, he, he's just, he's, he's like word salading. He's just throwing puns and wordplay ideas against the wall and then they stuck and he didn't change them. And then we get to the truly terrible bridge. Oh my gosh. Buenos Aires. <laughs> like, I wanna, so just, just so people kind of know what, what, what we're talking about here, because you've heard Buenos Aires, I imagine, if you're out sure. there listening. If you read, it, it really comes down to a lot of like different theories of what music theater lyric writing should be. Right. And Tim Rice has said several times that he believes that his shows should have surtitle screens. So you can read the lyrics along as you see. They should, about, because, yeah. because Tim Rice writes in a lot, and this is a problem with his lyric writing. And in this show, you really feel it a lot. Yeah. He writes with a lot of commas, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of apposite phrases. Yes. Uh, and uh, they don't, announce themselves clearly for the first time when you're hearing them. So for, for no reason, he will introduce these sort of modifications. Uh, it'll be uh, when she meets the mistress, for example. Don't accept a surprise, let's be friends, civilized. When you hear that, there's no way you're gonna be, you're gonna hear, let's be friends, comma, civilized. You, right. you, it'll, it'll either sounds like, it'll either sound like antique Shakespeare English, let's be friends, civilized. Yes. Or it will, it will sound uh, nonsensy. And it, um, it, it is kind of the antithesis of what, if you've read any of Stephen Sondheim's book, advice on lyric writing right. about where to place vowels, how things right. should be easily understood, how and, to be conversational. And, Tim Rice is not interested in that. Sondheim doesn't always meet his own standards of right. that, but he aspires to it. Yeah. And he, he aspires to it very clearly. And Tim Rice often just seems to abandon it completely. I, having listened to this album, I can't tell you how many times, hundreds mm. of times. I think I probably at a certain point knew every word except for the Latin in this show until I realized that I also didn't know the bridges in Buenos Aires. Yes, uh, very true. And that was like, that was 10 years into Loving Evita that I realized, oh wait, actually, mm -hmm. I have no idea what's being sung. And it's not just because Patti Lapone isn't always, you know, uh, fully- <laughs> Enunciating. Fully enunciating all of these things. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the album is better than her performance of the song on the Tony Awards. Yes, it is kind of it is kind of a marriage made in which hell is hilarious with, of Tim Rice's lyrics and Patti Lapone's diction. Well, right, like, but let's just yeah. just to, just yeah. to deconstruct this, this yeah, a, yes, the, yes, the bridge. Uh, the second bridge in Buenos Aires is the and it's all sung very high and very fast. Take me in, it's your blood. Give me speed. Give me life. Friendly humming. Shoot me up with your blood. Find me up with your knife. Watch me. 
whole lot of excess. Tell the singer this is where I'm playing. I now, having having read the lyrics many times, I now can hear what they are. But it, but I'll tell you. But I'll tell you what they are. There, the first line is "Take me in at your flood." Okay, let's just stop there. Take me in at your, at your flood. flood. Okay, now I I, got, I I don't actually. I mean, my assumption is, and this is my actual. Maybe I'm wrong. This is my mm-hmm. actual assumption of what's happening there. I think that Tim Rice is thinking about the line from Julius Caesar: "There is a tide in the affairs of men that, taken at the flood, leads on to victory." Oh. And uh, and uh, so that it's a metaphor for the tides of fortune uh, that you. we take at the flood. And but it's an extension of that, so it's a paraphrase of that. And it's it's uh, you know, take me at your flood, right? Uh, but even so, first of all, the idea that anyone would catch that, the idea right. that anyone would recognize it, the even if it's, I mean, if it's true, if it's not true, then I have no idea what it means. Right. If it is true, <laughs> that isn't it. it right. There's no it? way that anyone's going to pick that up at that right. volume, at that speed, at that you know, yeah. uh, at that uh, height of note in the theater. Yeah, in the right. theater. But also, there's no way that an uneducated 15 year old girl on her first trip to the big city would be making this. Yeah, we have the. Shakespearean. The I feel pretty oh, problem. Yeah, right. Even worse. Like she's yeah. she's not only quoting but making use of a phrase from Shakespeare. If I mean, or she's saying something nonsensical. Then yeah. take me in at your flood. Give me speed. Give me lights. I mean, the articulation that's necessary, even to say it relatively slowly, is mm-hmm. take me in at your flood. Give me speed. Give me lights. Set. Me, let me give me lights. Set me humming. <laughs> yep. <That's- laughs> shoot, me, shoot me up with your blood. Shoot me up with your blood. Yes. <laughs> wind me up with your nights. Not wind me up, which is how anyone will hear it mm-hmm. the first thousand times they hear it. Yeah. But wind me up with your nights. Like wine and dine me. Wind me up with your nights. Yeah. Watch me coming. There is, I don't care. You could be the you could be Julie Andrews singing that line. You could have the best diction in the world. People dog on Patty's diction, but this is not about that. No. The, are impossible lines to sing. And even if you sing them perfectly, impossible to understand in the theater. So all you get is the energy of the number. And I will say like, that is what I took away from the number. I enjoyed listening to the number. Mm -hmm. What I enjoyed was Patti LuPone making sounds, you know, excited to be in the city. (laughs) We also have, well, so we should also say it's not entirely Tim Rice's fault because Andrew Lloyd Webber is doing no one any favors with this melody that ends on an incredibly low note, first of all, like the whole thing. And and they cheat in performance. Like every time you see a video, I'm always disappointed. Always like a little bit of star quality. Yeah, and it doesn't. Or they do that. I mean, Patty does it really well. They also do that thing sometimes where they'll stop and they'll just go star quality. Like they just talk it. (laughs) That's that's a terrible. I want to say my favorite part of this song (laughs) of this word soup is um, the the very last verse or court, whatever you call it, where I assumed as a child listening to this that this was a extended um spanish verse (laughs) yeah she was saying something in spanish that was very argentinian that tim rice had found this like thing that was like oh we could say this and this is something that they said all the time and then but when billy and i and i never questioned it and then billy and i were doing the cage match i was like i'm gonna look up what these lyrics are and i was shocked to discover she is listing fancy streets just naming streets naming streets
No, it doesn't care. It's not as bad, and this is a real tangent, but it's not as bad as the worst Tim Rice lyric that Ooh, he ever wrote. Which, which is, is what? Best. Ooh. Uh, which is what? Come which on. Is in, which, is, which is in the best song in chess. And you ask me why I love her Through wars, death, and despair End. Yeah. End of thought, end of lyric. Yeah. She is the constant we who don't care. It is, it makes no Yeah, it makes no sense. sense. Yeah. It is completely ungrammatical. It is like a dummy lyric that, that they left mm-hmm. in and that forgot. That they didn't change, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it doesn't lead anywhere. It's just a dead end. It's not even an interrupted thought. Right. It's, it doesn't go anywhere. It, it makes it's completely uh, unintelligible. So, yeah. so it's oh, that's not. Good. But, it's, but, that's but this is not. This is not quite on that level. But all I want to know sounds like it because it sounds like it's setting up something like all I want to know is what. Well, yeah. Well, I actually I always took it to be go. like there was this long sentence that was like that's all I want to know. You're like what I just said right. is, is a question, and I it's all I want to know is the answer to that question. And I just assumed, <clears throat> you know, incorrectly. well you have to, you you have to but you have to read it that way a little bit is yeah. Uh, Rio de Plata, Florida, Corrientes, Nueva de Julio, uh, colon. These are all the things. Right. These are all the things that, that I want to know. In right. brackets, these uh, are all the things. Right. <laughs> you know, but the there's a lot of have, that you know, kind of quote left out. Yeah. Like this little, there's right. a line in there dot, that's dot, supposed dot. to be right. Um, <laughs> right. So, uh, so, so, but you know, but the, but the, but the performance again, the performance yeah, carries like, it yeah, because yeah. It, it's so exciting. And then you go right into a, a much sort of better well okay mm-hmm. the, the the chorus isn't great in in good and thank you but um the uh bridge i mean the uh the verses really are very clear and good and yes. fun and bitchy and uh you know uh one thing that we do get in this uh at this time in 1979 is an absolute unambiguous embrace of the narrative of ava the climbing, mm-hmm. the scheming, scheming, the, yeah. Uh, even as a fifteen-year-old, right. sleeping with a much let's older. Not forget she's fifteen. Yes, singer. let's, let's right. not, let's not forget you, that. <laughs> but you completely forget it in this recording because uh, she's. It's just the first of her many sexual conquests. Right. She's completely in control of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a, a revival that I saw recently with Soleil Factor that was. Uh, that handled this issue quite well, I thought, uh, mm. for modern sensibilities by casting a second, uh, much younger actress as the early Ava. And, mm. and that actress would, would come back on stage sometimes and haunt the current Ava. And you get a sense of her, at, when she comes to Buenos Aires, being kind of lost and trying to seem sexier than she is. Um, that was an interesting way to handle this material, but that's not in the, in the original. <laughs> No, not at all. Yeah, and uh, and and Che is actually kind of ferociously, in the Mandy version, really kind of misogynistic. In listen to the way that he hits female in, in the in the chorus of this song. There is no one, no one at all. Support. 
We get this. We get this song. There's more comma writing uh, and more interrupted <laughs> phrase writing. You know, she's in every magazine. Comma been photographed. Comma seen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but that at least. But at least you can pick of, it up. And also, the music is helping with that. The that music sort of up helps, and down yeah. the singsonginess yeah. of it suits those. There's breath. Right. There's breath. There's rests between those sentences. There's For like, sure. And there's more yeah. full phrases. You and know, we don't like to rush, but your case has been packed. You yeah, know? and it's also repeated in each verse. He has a little like each that that line. Yeah. I think in every example is a list of something. So you kind of get. It's in the, the language of the song. It's established so that you kind of get that that's what's going to happen. And there's a fun setup where Ava is dumping these guys and then Che is kind of snarking on them. But, yep. but they're, the, they're the, the patsies in this song. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. It's not about her being sexually exploited by the people of, of Buenos Aires. It's very much about her turning the tables calling on the sexual shots which is the yeah calling it may not be the shots. most awkward lyric in the in the show but it it, it, it certainly it, it's it, one of the most awkward yeah, it also like, well maybe maybe the most awkwardly silly lyric in the show is in the same song which is we are grateful you found her a spot on the sound radio as opposed to the picture <laughs> radio <laughs> right, not the picture radio not the picture radio but, you know, I'll, I'll say that the, the fact that, I mean, th- this is a show, and the reason that it's so episodic, mm-hmm. uh, which we talked about before, uh, the reason is that it was written as a concept album. And, yeah. and really, in a weird sort of way, it still works best as an album. Whenever I see Evita on stage, I'm disappointed by it as storytelling. And mm. uh, I, I think that, in a way, you can fill in the blanks yourself and listen to it on an album in a way that the... The, the theatrical presentation never quite meets. Uh, mm. Maybe I just didn't see the Hal Prince version and I don't know, you know, how, how well it worked. Uh, I can't, you know, I've well, seen- Well, I saw, I, I, yeah, I saw the tour, which was theoretically the original staging, um, but of course, 30 years later. And I would say, I mean, it was great. It was a, it was a good production, but I wouldn't say there was anything remarkable in the staging of it you know yeah. what i mean it's pretty it's I, I i think what and but one of the things that he does really well and you can see this in the tony video is that he knows that the score is and the book and the the book of what it is and the lyrics and the performances are so big that he just strips everything away kind right. of and it's just black there's very simple costumes there's flags every now and again but he doesn't do a lot like stage picture wise he just lets the show come at you and I think it's a very effective choice. Well, I mean, we arrive now at the, a, a song that is the opposite of that. The only thing that I, when I first saw it on stage, I, I said, oh, now I get this song. Mm-hmm. Is The Art of the Possible. The Art of the Possible, yeah. Unbelievably boring. Yes, uh, incredibly boring song. On disc. It is his yeah. Peron and his, and his arrivals and crony. You know, these, it's this military suits and it's a game of musical chairs on stage. Right. And you can't get that on uh, on the album. Yeah. On the album, so it's just really droning. Yes, uh, and long. And it goes long, on for so long. Slow. Oh my gosh! Um, but it, but it, you know, it, it again, it does serve to have Patty and Ava pop out because when she comes mm-hmm. in in the middle of the song, it's so exciting just mm-hmm. as a break. <laughs> from the dreariness of yeah. the song that you really, it does communicate dramatically the excitement of Ava and what she brings to 
the ticket. And then it goes right back to the boredom. <laughs> it goes right back. One ship's left to right. It's part of the art of the possible. I'm only a radio star with just one weekly show. But speaking as one of the people I want you to know We are tired of the decline of Argentina With the sign of a government Able to give us the things we deserve One always claims mistakes were planned when so, no, so then you get the duel uh, between... Uh, you know, I'd be surprisingly good for you, where she's pitching herself to um, to Perone, and and uh, and in explicitly kind of practical terms. Mm-hmm. And then we have this really interesting again a choice where you really see Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber working against the potential sentimentality of this character. Mm-hmm. You have another suitcase in another hall, which is the sweetest, uh, prettiest song yeah. in the show. Yes, and it's not Ava singing it. No, it is. This random girl who used to be sleeping with her own, who's probably right. nearly as young as she was when she came to Buenos Aires. Yep. Uh, and she kicks her out really meanly in another one of the worst lyrics in the show. Move funny face is terrible. Oh, um, but, um, but then this, this mistress, unnamed, mm-hmm. sings this beautiful song. Yeah. And then leaves forever. I don't expect my love affairs to last for long. Never fool myself that my dreams will come true. Being used to trouble, I anticipate it. But all the same, I hate it. I think for me, even as a kid, it registered as a choice. It's like, mm-hmm. here's a sentimental song about an, a, 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 a vulnerable woman she is the antithesis of Ava. Mm-hmm. She is someone who gets walked over. She is someone who gets abandoned, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and uh, she's sweet. Uh, you know, she's... Well, and she's and she, savvy. She's not like, how could this happen? It's always just like, this is what happens. And yeah, I exactly not, know what's going to happen now, but you call in three months' time and I'll be fine. Yeah, like, she's not... It's not, it's not goopy. But yeah. um, but the point is, it's not Ava singing it. So when right. when they gave it to Ava in the, in the oh movie, my god, it's the it, worst. It couldn't be wronger. Well, in the in the revival, in the the, the one that I was talking about recently, mm. they do an interesting thing, which is instead of having Che sing that song with her, mm-hmm. it's the young Ava singing the song wow Um, that was an interesting choice you know uh, to make it work in a certain way uh and also to give chase some time off stage because he is 
Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to run around like a lunatic for a little while right. here. So, yeah. And and here we have in this next number, in Perun's latest planning, I, yeah. I, now some, now some of my favorite stuff in Evita is this interstitial stuff. Yeah. Like, I really, I love, in spec, second act especially, I, I, I just love the interstitial stuff. I love yeah, yeah. You know, dice are rolling. I love Perone's latest. Play. I mean, I oh, love. She's that. a diamond. All she's that, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. All of that stuff is some of my. The, the actress oh, has them in the minds, like those, these short mm-hmm. little bits. Those are my favorite parts of the show. One hundred percent. Some ways, um, but Perone's latest flame is a really fun song. It's really like Tim Rice writing uh, at his sort of. Uh, it's very clipped yep. and it's sort of uh, nasty and uh, and fun and sort of clever. It's kind of, I feel like it's like what Sondheim wanted to do with the soldiers in Passion and never figured out mm-hmm. quite, kind of how to make mm-hmm. them funny. Yeah. Um, and here they they are and it works also with, with Che's um, snideness. Um, everything uh, works. The, the, the cleverness of the lyrics, the uh, sort of ostentatious cleverness of the lyrics sometimes um, you know, uh, the things like the, in the tidiest officer's mess, things yes. like little, little bits of wordplay like that yes. that don't belong in other kinds of songs um, fit in really well in this one. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and it has, it, it, he's also in the, the rarefied position of writing, it's suddenly British because so much, because the English were in Argentina. So like the aristocrats in Argentina were ostensibly English and the army is sort of a very British sort of military. You can imagine Monty Python doing this sort of like marching style. And so he's very, he's in the exact right spot. This is, these are parodies of British people and he's yes. got that down to an absolute down. T- yeah, it's yeah. down. And then um, some really fun interstitial stuff between Eva and and uh, and, che- and, and, and Juan Perón before right. New Argentina, and then New Argentina, oh which my is gosh. really thrilling and you know just dynamic. And then and of course Patty has those you know those super high whatever the FG whatever she goes up to in the final mm-hmm. part there. Um, and uh, and as a kid that was just like oh she's in power now. Mm-hmm. This score is really really clicking in for me. It's annoying that we have to fight elections for our cause, the inconvenience, having to get a majority. If normal methods of persuasion fail to win us applause, there are other ways of establishing authority. We have ways of making you vote for us, or at least of making you abstain. Perón has resigned from the army and this we avow The desk and his are those he is marching with now He supports you for he loves 
opposite of Richard III that way for me because Richard III is mm. thrilling when he's on the rise and then just goes off a cliff in the second half. Of well, it's his whole problem, though. That's, Richard, that's, yeah. that's our Richard's problem. He doesn't, right, 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 right. But this, <laughs> he doesn't know how to hold this, the tower. <laughs> no, he doesn't, right. But this yeah. musical is the opposite um, because the, the, the music and the fun and the fun of the Lupone performance uh, really uh, take off in the second disc yes second, you know yep um and so you have this thrilling finale of act one finale mm -hmm. and patty is belting in a way that pretty much no one had certainly no no one that i had heard on a broadway musical mm -hmm. uh, cast recording up until that point oh yeah uh, you i mean there's there's melba moore doing the upper parts in, in the end of hair and you mm -hmm. know um, and she also hit some super high notes and pearly, but I didn't have that on at the time. You know, this was, uh, and she was also, she, was, she wasn't this kind of belting. I mean, it is a full throttle, exciting, mm -hmm. you know, uh, new sound um, yeah. that worked so well for this moment where she's, where it's a new Argentina. It's like, it seems to yep. be doing with the musical. <laughs> and watching the the one again like the 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 two things the touches that make this song truly remarkable to me are the false ending which right. is great where they have their quiet little moment where he's like well we could just like also go off and like live happily and not do anything <laughs> which she describes as a nightmare although, which i think is great yes, I, although that is why and paraguay is one of the yeah. worst rhymes in the show <laughs> <laughs> there again we could be foolish not to quit while we're ahead, I can see me many miles away, inactive. Sipping cocktails on a terrace, taking breakfast in bed. Sleeping easy, doing crosswords, it's attractive. Don't think I don't think like you I often get those nightmares too They always take some swallowing Sometimes it's very difficult to keep momentum If it's you that you are following Don't close doors, keep an escape clause Because we might lose the big apple But would I have done what I did If I hadn't thought, if I hadn't known We would take the country Yeah, it's it's pyrotechnic and it's and it's but it's not just flashy. It is like it's coming from this deep place, and you can see why people would be so excited and thrilled by it. Mm -hmm. It translates that into musical theater terms in a, a, a really effective way. Yeah. Um, so then you're you're, you're on tenter hooks. Like, what's going to happen? Right. When you go you go into Act Two, um, and you have. The beginning of it, which is super boring, Peron again, right? Yeah, so we're yeah. back. We're back into into art of the possible land. We're just mm -hmm. like, right? Uh, we I mean, I mean, he's passionate, but you know. And she sings the big, the big top forty hit of the of the show. It's so crazy because it does have you know you know the history of the song, but yeah. it's the it, 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 "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina" as the key lyric in that song mm -hmm. uh, was a fairly late change from various other things that they tried to put into that plot. Right. Um, you know, it, I don't remember all of them, but there's, there's a sort of very on the nose. It's like, it's only your lover returning or something. You know, right. Something like yeah. You know, so it's, it's 
and I think they, they were worried that no one would go for a, couldn't be a crossover hit if it was about Argentina. <laughs> well, yeah, and also all through my wild and crazy days or crazy and wild, like there's the, the they're all lyrics that sort of survive in some way in the show, but they're not the center of the right. But they're not, they're yeah. not. And and I I always wonder. I don't I don't I actually don't know if this is true, but I always wondered if there's a bit of a, a wordplay in the in the idea of crying for. Me. I think there is. Uh, oh because yeah, they, she, they've just been crying her name. Right. Also, you know, they, they've been crying her name, like they've been yeah. saying Evita, Evita, Evita. So, uh, you know, so the, I partly it's don't cry for me. Don't be sad because I'm leaving you. But also it's don't think of me as some lady up on a big balcony. Right. Uh, I'm still with you. Don't yes. don't think of me as someone that you have to call their name. You know, it is. The, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the main response being I kept my promise. Don't keep your distance right. being keep that distance. idea of like, you don't have to cry for me. I'm right here. You don't have to right. yell for me. Right. But right. there is also that under, that second meaning to it of like, don't right. don't weep for me. And they've and already set up the second meaning in the, in the first song. Of the show in the first song. Right. They've introduced it as that as don't yes. cry for me. As, yeah. um, but then, you know, it's it's a great song. It's not, you know, it's funny also because it's certainly not her big, it's like sending the clowns, you know, mm -hmm. like it's not a big thing yeah. compared to everything else that, you know, Ava. Compared to songs she's about to sing. Like every, especially. Everything, yeah. you know, almost yeah. anything else on the score. It's, um, it's just, a, it's a beautiful melody. <laughs> and how many shows do you think, it's so interesting, how many shows Act Two opener is their big hit? Is the big one? Like that's not, Usually the act two opening song is more like high flying adored. It's more like to like, let, let's everybody come back in, sit down. Let's right. like get, remember where, let's restate where we are. Let's get back to like, and then, and then now we get rolling and like, maybe there's a hit song in a second or two, but like, I mean, Shapoopy is that, that's a big hit on <laughs> top of act two. Like what else do you have? That's like a, a song at the top of act two that people routinely know. You know, I'm, like sure, I'm sure there are some, but, but yeah, I'm sure but there are often, some. It's hot up here. Stands just, out there. They're, they're but, weird yeah. filler songs, you know. Yeah. And uh, bring this, you back in. This mm -hmm. is the biggest. This is the biggest song of the show, obviously. If you know one song from the show, this is yeah, the one. This you is, know. The, this yeah. is the one you know. And Patty delivers. It just mm -hmm. sounds great in it. She sounds rich. But then we have another. We get an immediate repetition, which has been cut in most productions. That was cut. Things have reached a pretty pass when someone pretty lower class can be accepted and admired. But your despicable class is dead. Look who they are calling for now. It's a disproportionate response to what he said. Yeah, yeah I mean, she. It's it's one of my favorite moments because. Patty is so good at that rage, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's uh, it is it taps into something of her, and she was very unhappy in that production. Mm -hmm. And the, this, and she's especially this. If I'm not mistaken, I think the cast album was recorded uh, before they came to Broadway. I think it was recorded while yeah. they were still it doing was recorded it in, in LA. Yeah. In LA, and things were not going well. Yeah. You know, the, the reviews hadn't been great. Her, her own reviews hadn't been great. There was a lot of talk about her being fired. Uh, Hal ended up being supportive, but I don't think her experience with him was that great. Certainly, yeah. if, you read, if you read Hal's uh, autobiography, which is mostly pretty tactful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is tactful about Patty, but it is 
but you can tell it, yeah you can i mean he literally just mentions her name and moves on he's like and then yes. i did a vita with patty lapone and, and then he praises right. lonnie ackerman the who played <laughs> who played ava in the national tour you know in the second <laughs> company so it, it was clearly yeah swipe. tense I'm, to I'm, say I'm, the best it was yeah. clearly tense uh and um and she's there and they're recording this album in the afternoon. Right. In like a series of afternoons when she's going on at night and she's already struggling vocally at night, you know? So she's got a lot of rage and Patty has yeah. a lot of rage in her anyway, you know, yep. like, all, all beef Patty. So I, <laughs> <laughs> but then you get this lovely song. Flying the door, what happens now? Where do you go from here? Someone on top of the world The view's not exactly clear A shame you did it all at 26 There are no mysteries now Nothing can thrill you No one fulfill you Yes. High Flying Adore. High Flying Adore. Despite the, despite the commas again. High yeah, Flying. This one's in the title. But, it, but, but it's slow enough that you catch it. Yeah. Um, it just sounds, you know, you, you catch the opposite phrasing. And um, and again, good, you know, solid character writing. Not, dram not dramatic writing. Not Ava saying something that tells us ex about how she's feeling. It's, mm -hmm. it's Che's narratorial analysis yes that we're getting of her situation um and all what we get is from her is a rebuttal uh, what i like about this song is is this, this the sense of stasis you get in it they're like they're cruising now like it's all working it's all just doing the thing and she's not gonna sit here and like do nothing and right. that's really how she and kicks it, off rainbow high with it that serves yeah. as the springboard Yes. To, to Rainbow High, and it, yeah. it, it, it's uh, his challenge of her, like, he's basically saying, what do you do now? Because yep. you've done it all, you're 26. You, yeah, right. <laughs> and here you are. Um, the view's not clear from the top. It's that, right, yeah, yeah. Right, and she uh, just- We're going on the road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this Let's get out of the trunk, get on the bus, and here we go. So then we get Rainbow High, which was yeah. made, oh, when I was a kid, just my favorite one to listen to because it, the uh, the build of it, these anonymous, also proto-gay um, <laughs> chorus people surrounding her and talking about rings and glamour. Uh, and, um, Image. Yeah. and then we get Ava just belting it like a, you know, bitch. So Lauren Bacall me. Lauren Bacall me, I can live with. I don't love it. Yeah. I can live with it. Machiavell me. Yeah, that's not great. Machiavell me is not nonsense. a thing. Not a thing. Is nonsense. <laughs> um, I mean, and it doesn't mean what it seems to be, like what it's trying to mean. Well, again, it's arch. Like that's arch. Saying you're, you're, 
because Lauren Bacall me has this sort of sense of like, make me glamorous, make me, you know, yeah. make me a movie star. Right. Machiavell me is the opposite. It's the like, make me, I'm going to be calculating. I'm right. No, it doesn't guess. make, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, and, and for a long time, I thought, wait, was there a big fashion line that doesn't exist yet? Right. Called Machiavell. Anymore called Machiavell. And I'm just yeah. missing a reference, you know? Like, no, that's um, it's Machiavelli. That's and as someone, as, some, as someone pointed out at the dinner party I was at this week, it might have been Billy Reeves. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but they could so easily have just said Coco Chanel me. Mm. Oh, that works. And it would have been so perfect. It would have been great. <laughs> that would have worked. Yeah. It would have worked perfectly. Yeah. Um, you know, oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, and it's just such a missed opportunity. It is. <laughs> Look, I, that's um, the thing about a lot of Tim Rice lyrics mistakes to me, it, like throughout his career, is they just feel like own goals. It's like, man, if you'd gone yeah. back and done one more right. pass at this, I think you would have nailed it. Right. You just, you, it and, just sounds yeah. like it was already said it was on the recording. They made some yeah. changes. They cut some things that didn't involve, like manifestly didn't work. But right. There were some little, just little blue pencil places, you know, where, where you just wish that he had gone through it and said, I, you know, can this be a little better? Yeah. So much good stuff in it. And there's just the, the bad moments take it out. And some of them are just inevitable because of the British English. Yes. So there are things that don't rhyme for us that do rhyme for exactly. Brits. And, yeah. you know, uh, especially with where, where ours are concerned and things like that. Like, you know. But let's get on to Mandy Patinkin just. Well, then we get into Rainbow Tour. This album. <laughs> Rainbow Tour, which I also loved as a kid and coming right yes. out of Rainbow High and then into Rainbow Tour. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, and you get Mandy going full, oh my like, gosh, like 1910s ethnic pantomime. I, I mean, vaudeville. I've said it before and I'll say it again. There, there seems to be a moment in every show he does where he's just like, I'm going to do this and that's all there is to it. And like it, 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 sometimes it's great, like the day off and Sunday in the Park with George. And I don't, I don't actually love the day off. Well, but at least it, that's the way the song is written. At least, like that's right, what he's right. supposed to be doing. And sometimes it's um, Buddy's Horrendous, Blues and like the, the Follies, Follies in concert. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which yes. is an absolute nightmare. Unlistenable, um, unwatchable, unEverything. Um, this is to me uh, the former. I have a lot of fun with Rainbow Tour. I have a lot of fun with it. I mean, but I, his accents are just so problematic. <laughs> They equate a pad on with a Mussolini. Can't think of why. Did you hear that? They called me a whore. They actually called me a whore. I've seen your pair on. It's an easy mistake. I'm still called an admiral. Yet I gave up the sea long ago. No, but they're well, they're they're problematic. They're funny. But funny. But, 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 funny. And I have to say, like, I listened to this the other day, and I was like. Oh, thank God that she was touring in Europe. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Ava no. went to Jamaica. Right. Oh, if no, had, no, if no, she anywhere else. no, she didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. If it had been anywhere else and he was doing the accent. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can you imagine? But, oh, but instead, man. we get a little like, ole, ole. And then yeah. we get funny little it's Italian. Well, and it does Chico marks. Yeah, and that's then, fine. Right, and Chico. And then we get like the those Canaan days, you know. Yep. So, yes, exactly. Um, 
That's amazing. <laughs> and then, but also, then we get the funniest line in the show. Who the hell does the king of England think he is? Yes, yes. <laughs> Which is, I think, yes, funny. Um, and and Patty's like, uh, you know, like her anger, her like, her disbelief. Um, yeah, you know, her, uh, works so well because it doesn't hit the joke. I mean, whether intentionally or not, like she embodies like all of her self-belief as a performer, all mm-hmm. and also her resentment as a performer. She feeds on that. She yeah. talks about it a lot in her her memoir. You know, is so full of score settling. Uh, he's the, <laughs> but that's part of her brand as an right. actor and as a persona you well, know it's part she, of her she, energy it's part of what makes her, her yeah and it's part of what makes her i think the perfect ava perone yeah she she jujitsu's well, that's what works for you know she she takes the energy that's thrown against her and she turns it into her strength yes. through her sheer force of yeah. will you know i will always because of the way she sounds uh i will always love hearing her when she's in good voice i will always love hearing her sing anything it is uh, it is a voice that is unlike any other voice on Broadway. It is the exultant Patti LuPone and the furious Patti LuPone and just little hints, especially in the second act that's coming up, of the actually vulnerable Patti LuPone, not mm-hmm. the put on vulnerable of the teenage years. Um, the, uh, and they're coming up, but that moment, and they come, when they come, uh, as she's getting weaker, as the Ava is starting to get sick, uh, they are such a shock from the power and drive that we have come to associate with the character and with her performance mm-hmm. that they really register. And even here, this is her like last gasp of superpower. Yeah. Of superpower Ava. When she sings, the actress hasn't learned the lines you'd like to hear. And it, this is, this, it's the same, motif-wise, it's, this, it's, it's another suitcase in another hall. Um, but this is the version that she gets to sing of that melody. And it's, and it's not like, okay, I guess I'm going. It's the opposite yes. of that. Um, her version is, no, I don't, I'm not going. I, yeah. I'm not going to do the things that you expect. The actress hasn't learned the lines you like to hear. She won't join your clubs. She won't dance in your halls. She won't have the hungry once a month at your tombolas. She'll simply take controllers. You disappear but then and then she's and then she's singing again i mean she's she still thinks that she's in control or is trying to be in control but it's a it's a softer prettier sound from patty than we've gotten in the show uh and then she comes in so he comes in and he starts the he starts the the money keeps rolling in right which is so he's like oh you are sounding all nice right now right Oh, you're being soft. Right. Yeah, here's the reality of it. After a few more comma phrases. Right. The money kept rolling out in all directions. To the poor, to the weak, to the destitute of all complexions. 
Now cynics claim a little of the cash has gone astray. But that's not the point, my friends. When the money keeps rolling out, you don't keep books. You can tell you've done well by the happy, grateful looks. Accountants only slow things down, figures get in the way. Never been a lady loved as much as Ava Oh my gosh, nobody sings this song like him. Nobody sings. It's like, and it wasn't written for him. That's the thing, like it really, of all the songs in the show, feels like, oh, this was written for you to sing because only you can do this. Like what is happening right now? That that huge falsetto leap he makes is, yeah, oh my gosh, it's so perfect. That's, and also the, the bitterness, like, and, and, Pat, and, and, and Mandy really just nails it. But yeah. that's not the point, my friends. You know, yeah. the, 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 my friends. All that irony, all that, like, I, Yeah, just yeah, the so sarcasm good. and that. Um, he understands I, the assignment. But yeah. yes, and then the, the show does a very clever thing, which is it cuts to away from his cynicism, which mm-hmm. again, because of the, his emphaticness, his, his uh, emphaticness, um, sort of cancels itself out for you as a listener mm-hmm. because sarcasm is not an appealing quality, even or especially when it's correct. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, and like in, in in an interpersonal way, it's not yeah. something that draws you in. Yes, um, by definition, it keeps you at arm's length. Yeah, it keeps That's, you yeah. at, it keeps you at length, and so you switch from that to the the child chorus. Yeah, of kids who are, you know, <laughs> be my. Suddenly, it's like this, like. Oliver chorus, yep, you know, exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And we see how important she is to them. And you can't resist that entirely. And and then he softens up a little bit and gives a good line. Why try to govern a country when you can become a saint? And then, like, they have their... Then their, confront- their, their, their confrontation comes face to face. And they have the waltz. The waltz, yeah, you know? which is amazing. And he is, and it's a, and it's a great moment, you know, yeah. because they haven't really, they've co-narrated things, you know? Right. And he's addressed her and he's functioned as, you know, depending on the staging, sometimes he'll function as characters within it and they'll have yes. little interactions but but this is they're really finally really like the only two characters in the show are going yeah are toe to toe tell me before i ride off in the sunset there's one thing i never got clear how can you claim you're a savior when those who oppose you are stepped on or cut up or simply disappear Tell me before you get onto your bus, before joining the forgotten brigade. 
game is played. He's got her pegged, but what's so great is that she's got him pegged also at the same time. Like they're both, they're both kind of laid bare as they twirl and twirl and twirl around each other. But then we get actually what is one of my favorite moments for her as a character, which is, as you said, the funniest line earlier from Rainbow Tour is, uh, who the hell does the King of England think he is? <laughs> but in the final verse of the waltz, she has that great line. Oh, my creator. Is it, it is this like moment where she's critiquing God. She's critiquing God. It is It is such a like her ultimate act of hubris. <laughs> in it's this, so, it is. It's Even so in this, amazing. It's the most sensitive moment. And it's the, it's the, um, it's really kind of the most sensitive moment in the show. The mm-hmm. lament is coming and it is another gorgeous sensitive moment. Yeah. But this one is the one where she's most vulnerable really. Yeah. Because in the lament, she's taking ownership again. She's pretending it was a choice. And right. here, she's uh, she's really saying like, "God damn it!" Yeah, literally, this is happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she's just you know you know even if because she she said in, in in arguing with Chase, she'd be even even if I lived to one hundred years, I could yeah. never have done the things that thing. And then she's like, "But I won't." But honestly, I'm going to die very soon. Right. So like I would give a, yeah, what would I give for time? If I live, I might be a hunchback, but I shan't right. live. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very nice. I'm going to die. <laughs> She's actually realizing it here. Yes, it's like, right. There's a real vulnerability here, which yes. is not just like, I'm, I'm, um, I'm all that and a bag of chips. It's like, I'm all that and there's no more chips. Yes. Um, And I'm out of chips. Um, So, uh, but then even that, it gets a little twist of like, I consider myself on the same level as God to be chiding chiding him for, like, by the way, I hope you know. Yeah. (laughs) Which is also, but it's also not that unreasonable of a complaint. It's the sort of like, why did you give me all this ambition and then give me cancer? Like, it's a yeah. pretty legit question, you know? Like, it, it's just the way she phrases it is so, like, write this down, okay? Are you, right. are you writing right. this down? I, I hope you know, okay, just notes. Yeah. Next time, notes. yeah, right. <laughs> this is not, I have notes, yes. <laughs> I have um, notes, yeah. But but meanwhile, Patty in this sings it so beautifully yes. and so vulnerably, and it is because we've just seen her in song after song um, at her most defensive you know, and, and most arrogant, mm-hmm. uh, this comes as such a beautiful surprise as a listener, I think, um, yeah. to have this, this really beautiful uh, moment of uh, uh, realization of her actual mm-hmm. vulnerability. Yeah. So then, you know, then we move on and we get into my personal, like, actual secret. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love She's a Diamond. Um, she's a Diamond. Uh, I love it. And and into Dice Rolling. That, that whole sequence, Yeah, like, we get an actual soft side of Perone also, which we haven't mm-hmm. seen. So, like, because uh, he is also now more vulnerable because he does depend on her. Right. Um, but he's also, you get a sense that he uh, has a love for her. Yeah. 
That's what um, I really like about it, is 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 he he genuinely whether this was how he felt at the beginning or not. He genuinely cares about her and he genuinely admires her. The lyric that I love in She's a Diamond is when he lists her accomplishments. She's not the bubble you can brush aside. She's been up doing what we've just talked about. Example, gave us back our businesses, got the English out. And when you think about it, well, why not do one or two of the things we promised to? And there's a tenderness in it that I think Bob Dunton does really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's kind of conflicted and it's it's weary. I mean, Perón, as written and sort of is always a little bit of a you always do get a sense that maybe he would be rather, you know, happier off to yes. crosswords yes. <laughs> somewhere. Yes, 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 yes. Cocktails, yes. you know. Um, yes. And uh, it's just sort of, uh, uh, but, uh, but this one um, it is, is tender and it's a lovely moment. It's a lovely break from all the. Uh, yeah. Drama. The real, yeah. Heaviness of it. Uh, and then you get Dice Rolling, which I absolutely love. Yes. Which is so oh, yeah. Which is her and Perron still negotiating, but mm-hmm. she doesn't have the upper hand right now, you know. And he, they have a, a sort of a reprise of their bit before New Argentina, uh, and uh, like that style of of their kind of uh, inner circle talk. But she's desperate now, and she's yeah. trying to hold on. Yep. Uh, and and her anger is uh, impotent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And you feel the difference. And of like weak. A, you feel weak. it. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You really feel that she's like worn out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. So yeah. I don't exist. So I can't find nothing. You know, she's bragging about how important she is, but she, and she has that great dismissive line, great, which Patty does great with, you know, most of your generals wouldn't be recognized by their own mothers. And then that desperate last line. The, yes. And if I am, yes. <laughs> you can be to your yeah. advantage. Oh my God. Oh, by the way, she's trying to work it. You know, you can see yeah. She's like, how can I make this work? And that's really the, I mean, I think that's ultimately the sort of tragedy of that in, in this show is that yeah. moment of like, she just, she can't turn it off. There's no <laughs> other, there's, she has no other setting. No, and this, this is, is good. No, this is good. Yes, I'm sick, but it's, it's going to work. We'll make it work for us. Right. And he's like, no. Yep. Nope. Sorry. We're not <laughs> and then she's that. still, and then she goes into this delusion. I shall be a great vice president. Well, and that's the thing is like, and, one of the most effective moments on the recording actually is the silence that comes after he says, I'm trying to point out that you are dying and there's this no response. And then he's like, of course, you're not gonna, I'm not, you're not gonna, it's dumb. We're not, you're not gonna die. You're not gonna talk of death is chilling. Right, yeah, you're not not gonna die. And then she's like, okay, if I'm not gonna die, then I will be vice president. And he's just like, you can just hear him go like, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah. I've lost this And then she keeps trying and she's revving herself up again because there's that moment. And 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 they both know what that moment is. Yeah. Uh, and then he gives this obvious lie, mm-hmm. and then she revs herself back, and she's revving and she's revving, and then the engine goes out. Yeah. And and when the engine goes out, you get this. I mean, a, a, a crash that I've. I mean, this is interstitial. This song, like, this is not the, one of the hit songs from the show. But I've listened to this song as much as I've listened to anything else in the musical. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, 
because the emotion of this collapse when the the boom comes and it's like (laughs) it's like total eclipse of the heart you know (laughs) (laughs) you know it really is like that level of yeah and it's and it's steinman-esque and then and then it falls out and then peron is as lost and anyone you know and and uh and peron now is in the position of the mistress in the first scene yeah. and echoes mm-hmm. her line and says, mm-hmm. so what happens now? So what happens and, now? Yeah. And she has to say, where am I going? Like they are both now in the same loss. Yep. They're put back. And this is a good, this is good dramatic writing here. And then we get the montage. Well, we have her final. Oh, yeah. No, first she, gets to, she gets to exit with right. dignity saying right. She, that, yes, right. So, right, I've right. decided to retire. Right. <laughs> right. I just, I want to tell you, I want to spend more I time made with the my difficult family. Decision right. to spend time with my family. I'm happy. Thank you right. so much. It's fine. And she, no uh, she goes back into the actress, hasn't learned the lines, you know, but yep. it's, it's, it's this kind of weak and phony version of it. Yeah. Um, you know, she's sad for her country. It's sort of self, it's sort of maudlin. It's fine, but it's weak and she's, fa- she's fading out. And then we get a little bit of a montage. montage. Yeah. Who doesn't love a montage? Exciting. You know, we get to hear a bit of Argentina again. What did it all mean? <laughs> what did it all mean? <laughs> That's the question. Uh, the crowds and the thing, and then you know, Che coming back and being like, "You idiots again!" Uh, Queen is dead. Yep. Is um, and then we get lament, and get lament, lament yeah. is so beautiful. Yes, agree. And there have been all these motifs recycled, sometimes very uh, cleverly, sometimes just because you know, that's you know that's his recitative music for the show, you know. But it holds together pretty well. But it's motif, motif, motif. The and then we get to lament, and it's a new. It's a new song. The choice was mine and mine completely. I could have any prize that I desired. I could burn with the splendor of the brightest fire. Or else, or else I could choose time. And she's not doing some version of Don't Cry From Argentina like she did on the broadcast. She's not, you know, yeah. she's not doing some version of the actors like, like she did on the broadcast. Yeah. This is like, this is a totally new, fresh thing. Yeah. You know, that's been set up a little at the very beginning. And now, and it's, and, and, and Lupone, for me, just nails this. Yeah. Um, and it is a version that it is a myth of herself that she's telling herself because mm-hmm. she didn't, she didn't actually make this choice. Well, and it, I, I love the conflation of the fact that she's saying the reason I died is because I burned too bright. And so right. I, not like, like, no, you got sick. You got cancer. Like, I don't know how you got right. it exactly, but like you didn't, it wasn't like you ran too many marathons in a row and your body no, gave of out course. yeah and I'm like susan a... sontag susan sontag would not approve of yeah. this uh, self-analysis <laughs> no, you know? not at all no not uh, at all this is not uh, so yes it very much plays into this idea but it's also psychologically it's 
as someone is who is nearing her very early death, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she is trying to understand and make peace with the fact that she is dying very young. Yes. And so her decision is to say, well, you've got a certain amount of powder. And I ran through mine mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a thrilling, exciting way. Yep. And that's, you know, that's what it was. Um, and she is telling herself that it was a choice. I don't think that we need, as an audience, I don't think we need believe her. Um, no. That, I don't uh, think it's it, it's not it, it what it is is it's very meta almost it's this like it's the catharsis we as an audience need right. but it is a it's still she's still selling oh yeah now she's through. selling herself because this is yes. lament is who's she talking to in lament right you know she's not it's after the broadcast it's after the montage this is like as far as we know this is like the the closest we get to inside her head she's yeah. not selling but she's still selling herself on some, some idea, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's interesting to me, psychologically, like, it's not a very psychologically acute show. It doesn't right. interest me. Um, yeah, you know, that's not what um, it's interested in. That's not what yeah. it's interested in. Uh, but this moment is kind of interesting psychologically to me, it, 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 I, to, to look at what someone who is dying so young mm-hmm. might want to believe as a narrative of themselves. And then the super weird. Yeah, little tidbit. It's like footnote tidbit that comes at the end where Chase comes back on stage and he says, Money was raised to build a tomb, a monument to Evita. Only the pedestal was completed and Evita's body disappeared for 17 years. Which I like. I I like that we don't, I like this show that has been bombastic and huge and big ends with a quiet song and then a weird tidbit and we're done. Weird tidbit. And we're Right, and that that is, I think part of it was, again, I think they were trying for an alienation from the story Mm -hmm. uh, for a slight Brechtian effect. Um, I think probably the Prince staging was uh, part and parcel of mm-hmm. that approach. Uh, and so ending it not on some potentially sentimental inner monologue of Ava's, but on, oh, let's take this back out again. Let's mm-hmm. zoom the camera back Zoom back way out. back out, we're, yeah. Yeah, we're back to Che, the ironical narrator and commentator. And here's a weird, weird little bit of trivia and the end on that so it is it is i think i mean it is a choice whether i liked it as a kid or not i think it's it's a whole other thing yeah like this didn't this didn't happen by accident no certainly not this was an intentional (laughs) it's 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 not a mistake no it's not a mistake it's a choice it's a choice so um so then then it does leave you thinking like what's that choice about and Mm -hmm. i i have you know probably overthought what that choice was yeah and I like that. I like that we don't we don't get an answer. We don't get a, a clean ending to it because it's yeah. not that kind of show. That's what really suits is is not it is not a, a show of clean endings, clean moments, clean thing. It is you know, it's kind of all over the place. And yeah. I like and, that it's like that all the way to the end. And it is to the end like a yeah. weird concept album. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's great. But Adam, I have to ask you. Yeah, we've been to the top and bottom. 
what is your actual favorite song in Evita? I will say, like, if I'm drunk and at a piano bar and want to be like, I know Evita, the song that I will sing uh, is All of Dice Are Rolling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, uh, wow. And that is a, that is a fun uh, interpersonal song. Yeah. Yeah, of course it's a deep cut. But it's also a, a song where even more than in the waltz, you actually get character interaction. Mm-hmm. At really almost for the first time. Yeah. I had little snippets of it between Ava and Peron. You've had little, it, you know, you've had them uh, flirting and whatnot, but this is, this is a scene. This mm-hmm. is a dramatic musical theater scene mm-hmm. in, in the, in the middle of a musical that is mostly not that it, yeah. it has very few musical theater scenes. It has ideas that are placed in musical ways right. and that are staged on stage. And it's initially on an album. But this one, I think the reason that it appeals to me so much is that you really get a sense of their relationship and of the political situation. And uh, there's a movement and uh, an evolution of their positions during the song. um, And it ends very dramatically. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, of course, the first times that I, the first hundreds of times that I listened to and I know this is a it's such a deep cut choice it's like saying oh, what was your favorite Dylan song and you pick some you know right some I know B-side. this score right some b-side yeah. because you know but it really is that way for me in a way because I, I of course when I was a kid and well after you know mm-hmm. I would listen I would go to my favorite songs in it and they would be the big songs yeah they would be a new Argentina. They would be rainbow high. They would be money keeps rolling in. You know, they, well, they would be like the, the money songs. Sure. In the show. Um, But those songs are not as interesting dramatically (laughs) as this one is. But it also shows that I think what makes a show like this survive is that there are deep cuts that are good that like you listen to it you can listen to a double album over and over and over and over again not just because of the hits but because for sure of the tr- album tracks keep you going and then sometimes you dig into them a little bit You're like well some interesting stuff going on in here i never really heard before and that's what makes something like this survive for 40 years is and some the, of my yeah, yeah i completely agree and some of my favorite performance moments are in those that's what we've talked about mm-hmm. we've talked about that like uh, oh what i give for a you know, yeah, years. Give for a thousand years, uh, or, or, or years, you know, right, the actress hasn't learned. Yeah, uh, uh, mm-hmm. hasn't learned the lines, or or even those little angry bits that come up between the thing. Uh, yeah, those are those are um, the fun. Those are the connoisseur moments. Yeah, they the tasty yeah. morsels. Yeah, yeah, they're the tasty morsels. It's and what then, rewards repeat listenings. Yeah, exactly. And and I as someone who has listened to this album over the years, <laughs> literally, literally hundreds of times. Um, yeah, those are the moments that I still get excited by here you go uh, wow yeah, sorry we talked great so no we on. did this is great it's a lot like you said it's a double album and this was a wonderful <laughs> way to spend an evening adam thank you so so <laughs> much yeah uh, you to dig into this one of my absolute favorites where uh, where can people find you on the internet uh they can find me uh, on twitter at feldman adam uh which is my name except backwards uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> in the reverse, in, inversed, yeah, in reverse. Uh, inverted, and um, and of course they can they can find uh, my reviews and other things at timeout.com/slash New York. Adam, thank you so much for this thank wonderful you. evening. Absolutely, my pleasure. Dice are rolling, the knives are out. 
I see every bad sign in the book And as far as they can Overweight to a man They have that lean and hungry look But we still have the magic We've always had The Descamisado still worship me We arrive thanks to them and no one else No thanks to your generals A clutch of stuffed cuckoos It's not a question of a big parade Proving we're big with the mobs on the street You're wrong, the people, my people The people belong to no one They are fickle, can be manipulated They don't matter, however much they love you Now it matters more that as far as my stuffed cuckoos are concerned You don't politically exist So I don't exist, so I count for nothing Try saying that on the street When all over the world I am Argentina Most of your generals wouldn't be recognized by their own mothers The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn Please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. It's the easiest way to help the podcast grow. Go to bit.ly slash originalcaststore for t-shirts, tote bags, magnets, and more. If you like movie musicals, then you have to check out patreon.com slash originalcastpod to learn about our bonus podcast, The Original Cast, at the movies. You can follow The Original Cast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at originalcastpod. Special thanks to our social media manager, Bethany Zalecki. Bethany. Hi. My thanks to Adam Feldman for coming and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. Oh, I shall be a great vice president. Ask any more.